This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. We are excited that you are here with us on Friendship Day, Valentine's Day, whatever you want to call it today, right? Uh, Yeah, give yourselves a round of applause for being here on such a lovely day. Amen. Uh, My name is Misael. I have the privilege of being the Connections Pastor here. If you're joining us for the first time, we are excited that you would be with us as we kick off this relationship series called Relationship Goals. Um, And if you're not in a relationship or it's complicated, um, you don't know where you stand, there is something for you today. So I don't want you just to check out just because it says Relationship Goals. But uh, I am excited that you guys are here. Uh, Pastor Mackay and Pastor Jane will be with us next week. So if you don't like anything I have to say, take it up with God and then take it up with Pastor Mackay next week. Amen. So, but I am excited to share the word of God with you guys today. And to, as you saw, the title is Relationship Goals. If you could please put that back up, I'd greatly appreciate it. And as many of you guys know, this weekend, if your social media was not blowing up with little hearts, people kissing, and oh my goodness, we look so good together. Oh my goodness, like we're walking into the sunset on a cloudy day in the middle of nowhere. Nobody else, just my, just my feet? Or, or you didn't hit in the commercials like, oh, we are open up for takeout dining on Valentine's Day. Come pick up your stuff, right? And if you're like me, like if there was ever a time to fast social media or TV from being bombarded from all the little hearts that are blowing up everywhere, it would be this weekend, right? Just because like, it's like, oh my goodness, it's overload. Like it's too much. I can't take it anymore. So what I did for you guys today is I want to help you guys overcome this weekend. Not only doesn't matter where you are, but I want to just kind of balance out the odds of the richness that we have. So I want to share with you guys some breakup letters. Yes, breakup letters on Valentine's Day. That's just the way we roll. And I got these letters from the most honest people that I know. Kids. Because they'll tell you anything. Just they don't care. They'll let you have it. So if I could share that first letter with them. uh, And, oh, that's pretty bright. Um, so this is, uh, it was Keenan, but somebody was too lazy to write another one, so they put Christy. So it says, uh, Dear Christy, I am sorry we have to break up. You always try to make me laugh. Now we're going to pause right here. When I read this, I was hungry and I thought it said tacos on the corner. But it says laugh. <laughs> it makes me laugh. But you just making yourself look bad. We're over. Number four, for real. And they cross out the little love just to let them know that they didn't love him anymore, right? Um, so here's the next one. This is Alexander got a letter says, I'm sorry, but I don't want a boyfriend anymore and I want to break up. And no, I don't want to be with any of your friends, Jenny. So if there was a clue, like if their friends are reading this with you, I don't want any part to do with you or your friends, right? <laughs> Shout out to Jenny. Uh, this is, let's see, this is Alex to Sarah. Dear Sarah, I like Sam now, he put the little heart, and she wants to be my new girlfriend. Sorry, love, Alex. 
Can we just, Alex needs to make up his mind. You can't write love Alex and break up with somebody all in the same letter, right? Uh, let's see what Rachel, uh, Rachel said, Sean, I am breaking up with you. You have not talked to me since the day you asked me out. Um, Rachel doesn't know that's called the silent treatment. So for those of you guys that are married or are thinking about dating, that's called the silent treatment. Just a forewarning. She's just learning really early. That was about three months ago. You need to get it <laughs> together or you will never get married. <laughs> and that would be sad. You should get married, just not to me. <laughs> Don't go to the next one. Just hold down there for a second. I know we all have standards, you guys, but one of the standards is that they should know how to spell the word Mary. Let's just get that rare and clear right now. If they can't spell the word Mary, you should probably be looking for somebody else, okay? And I think we have one more, and I saved the best for last uh, just because uh, I like this guy. Go ahead. And this is, uh, dear Janet, I think we should break up. I would tell you why, but I am having a tough time describing my feelings said every guy. Um, so I drew a picture of me riding a giraffe instead. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? He's my hero. He just, like, he went all in. Like, he let her know, I, I know you want the why, but the giraffe just makes up everything. Like, and, and I really like the fact that he put so many details into the giraffe, but he gave himself little stick figure arms. You guys see that? This guy's just the boss. Just riding off in a giraffe, that's the way to break up with anybody. So hopefully that leveled you up. But what I understood from all these letters as I was reading them and just laughing all by myself, and everybody thought that I was weird just laughing by myself, is that these kids didn't have any purpose or intention with the person that they were actually dating. They were just like, I like what I see. Let's see where it goes. Let's, let's see if this really works out. And that's the thing with those kids. Those kids have grown up now, and although they've grown in age, their intentions haven't. They don't have any. So the title to kick off this wonderful relationship series is called Intentional Relationships. Intentional Relationships. So if you have a copy of God's Word, I want to invite you to open it up to Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9. We're going to be reading about three verses here. And it says like this, in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this word. I ask that you speak to our hearts today, Jesus Christ, and that you would just pour out what you have for us. I thank you for the great things we're going to take away from this message, and I thank you for the great works that are going to, the convictions that are going to come through it. In the name of Jesus, amen. So as you, as you were reading, these kids didn't have, or as, as we saw, these kids didn't have any intentions. And 
what's, um, if you guys didn't know, uh, I grew up in Puerto Rico, loved my mom to death, but even as a teenager, as I was growing up, she would not let me have a girlfriend. And it was interesting because when I did bring a girlfriend home, she would call her, she'd be like, oh, that's cute. You brought your amiguita home. And amiguita means a girl that's a friend. She would never acknowledge her as my girlfriend. And I was like, mom, that's messed up. Because the girls understood, they're like, what do you mean I'm your friend? I'm your girlfriend. No, 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 my mom said you're my amiguita, right? So if you ever want to slide in and be like, hey, that's just, it says mi amiguito, mi amiguita, right? So, and what I, what I didn't understand that she understood is that at the time, I didn't, I didn't see myself further than where I was at that moment with that person. And a lot of times we take that same we take that same concept and apply it to our friendships and even life. And we wonder why things fail because we think that they're just going to happen kind of like Whole Foods organically. They're going to develop into something that's going to be amazing. However, the best relationships are intentional relationships. See, we can't go into something without having an expectation of what we want it to be right? Because a lot of times what we do is we get so caught up in what we see that we forget about any plans we have. So although I didn't like my mom for saying those things, I'm truly thankful for what she did at that time. Because I like to put it this way, what ends up happening is we get wrapped up in the wrapping. So if you're taking notes, that's actually my first point. We get wrapped up in the wrapping, Meaning, you like what you see, just not the contents. Oh, you know what? The box looks really good. It must be really nice. Like, oh my goodness, she looks good. How you doing, babe? Right? (laughs) But it's like, is she really worth it? Or did I go in thinking, hey, am I just just reaching out to this friend, to, to this person? Am I building out further than what I'm seeing with my eyes at this moment? See, that's the thing about intentional relationships. They require for us to put in the work before we meet somebody. And intentions can be good and bad. However, most bad intentions are the result of somebody who didn't plan an intentional relationship. Because hurt people hurt others. Let's be real. If you were hurt before, everybody else who you've befriended or dated after the fact is paying for those mistakes. And we're like, but... And you wonder, why are you so difficult to understand? Why, why is it so hard for me to, to get to know you a little bit better? Why am I paying for everybody else's mistakes? I have the right intentions. Why am I paying for somebody else's that didn't? And as we continue to have the same mentality, not only when we start with the right intentions, we actually help ourselves in the future. Because when things don't start to pan out after we get past the wrapping, we actually learn to understand and be more aware of things as they develop. So let me explain that a little bit more. If I understand the intentions that I have going into a friendship, I then know if things are going the right way. I'm not going to wait three years later after I spent so much money on you to find out, wow, you're just not the right person for me. Or to be like, oh my goodness, um... You know, man, I thought we were going to be good friends, but I don't think so. Because the thing that that comes from that is we fall in the things that people could do for us immediately. The superficial stuff, right? We all have those friends on Facebook, right? That, hey, I haven't heard from you all year. Happy birthday, by the way. Anybody else? Just me? No? Just me? Okay, I'll take that. No worries. Or they, they reach out just because of what you can do for them. 
So a lot of times we get wrapped up in the wrapping and the cost of that is that we tend to lose our values because they weren't aligned with what we did. Because we want to make sure that we get people's approval before we get God's approval. We want to make sure that, hey, they look good on my arm, check me out, mm-hmm. Relationship goes, tag me. Or no. Or even friends that, oh my goodness, I really, I really want to get to know this person because I know if I'm with them, I'm going to get access to this. And it hurts to think that people would actually take that concept when it comes to people's emotions and people's friendships and even relationships. Because if we really called it what it is, it would be hurtful, right? The modern term nowadays is called gold diggers. It's like, oh, you only want me for what I could do for you, not because you really want to get to know me. And it's interesting because the more I thought about this concept, I found myself being a gold digger of Jesus. Because I like what you could do for me. I like what you could do, how you can bless me. But do I really want to get to know you? Do I really care what you left for me in the Bible in the 66 book love letter? When was the last time I opened it up and actually dove into the richness that you had in there for me? But God, don't forget, the Lakers are playing and I need them to win today. So please, Jesus, let them win. Right? Or Jesus, I'm, I'm really, I'm applying for this job and I need this promotion. Oh, cool, you got it. All right, thanks, God. I'll see you later. I'll see you the next time I need something. Intentional relationships don't focus on those things. They actually deal with yourself. They look into what you really want, not from the person, but how you grow together with somebody else. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, but that only happens when they come in contact with intention. Right? We want to find God, but do we really? I like what it says in Proverbs 8:17. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently, diligently will find me. Sorry, that's my Spanish and my English getting twisted up a little bit there. And it's interesting because God is not complicated. He said, hey, if you look for me, I'm going to find you. Some of us are looking, have been looking for the right person for such a long time, and they haven't shown up. Like, where are they at? I'm putting up myself. I'm here. Right? We're looking for the right friends that haven't shown up. And God says, hey, if you look for me, you will find me. The best example I have of this is Zacchaeus. Right? We hear the story of Zacchaeus. He was a short man in stature. And he was looking to see Jesus. He didn't want to get to know. He was just looking to see him. So he climbed up a tree. And as Jesus is passing by, he says, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree because today I'm going to dine in your house. And here's the thing, because Zacchaeus was intentional about finding God, about seeing where he was, God took it a step further. A lot of times we want our relationship with God to go deeper than what it is, but we're not diligently seeking him for what he really is. And what I like the story about Zacchaeus is, as he goes to his house, Zacchaeus then pays everybody back who he owed money to. He then takes that same, that same gift of love that he received from Jesus, and he started giving it back out to the people. If you have some time, and all is a Sunday, Sunday school story, or if you grew up on that, read the details. Before Jesus spoke, Zacchaeus was giving out from the best of him. See, because Jesus knew that if he just left them on the tree, that would have been enough for Zacchaeus. But Zacchaeus wasn't interested in what Jesus could do like the crowd that was following him. Zacchaeus was interested in meeting the Savior. 
Zacchaeus was interested in having eternal life, not temporary healing. And a lot of times what we do when we get wrapped up in the wrapping, we're looking for temporary things to heal our now, but God is really concerned with our forever. And it's hard to process that because we're taught, hey, if you like what you see, just go get it, right? Uh, I remember walking in today and people were like, man, that's a nice jacket. That, ooh, you're velvet, bro. What's up? And I was like, well, my wife dressed me. I was Ken and she's Barbie, so she dressed me up. And it was like she liked what she saw, so she put it on me. But when we take that same mentality and apply it to relationships and our friendships, what happens when you get tired of it? Do they just put you back on the rack or stick you in the closet till you're necessary again? And that's the thing about intentional relationships. They look so much further than that. They are deeper than superficial. They don't rely on just what it looks like on the outside. They're genuinely interested in what it takes to get to know you. But intentional relationships are usually avoided because they have a cost. Nobody, I don't have time. This is Silicon Valley, man. Like, I don't have time to spend with somebody else just to get to know them deeper for them to leave me in the corner. I don't have time to, to, to invest into somebody else when I could barely make it on my own. And if you're taking notes, this is my second point. Value the vision and appreciate the present. Value the vision and appreciate the present. A lot of times we react that way because we don't value what we could be. And we forget or sell ourselves short from where we are. Vision, I find it interesting. Every eye doctor that you go to says, hey, what's your vision? Oh, I have 20-20. Or I have, you know, like if you're blind as a bat, I have like 10-10. I don't even know what those numbers are. Sorry. So if you are, I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> but we value vision. But when I looked up the definition of vision, I found it really interesting. It has nothing to do with sight. I don't know if you guys were aware of that. The definition of vision, according to my good friend Miriam Webster, uh, is vision is a thought, a concept, or object formed by the imagination. It never said eyes. So technically, a vision is a goal, right? And I put it this way for the sake of this message. A vision is an intention without action. Vision is an intention without action. Because when we value what we can't see, we then take the intentions to get there, right? If we value, hey, I close my eyes and I see myself so much further along with this person. I see myself moving and taking every step. But if it's just a vision and you don't put any intention behind it, it doesn't move. It becomes a dream. And there's always things about dreams they for them to come true, you actually have to work hard to get them. You have to value more of what you can't see to see the things that you're envisioning. Right? But we forget that because we don't appreciate where we are. Um, as you guys can tell, I love to eat very much. That's why I thought the guys, instead of laughing, said tacos. But one of the other things I like to eat is cake. Uh, one of my favorite cakes is Burnt Almond Cake by Dick's Bakery. This is a non-paid. Yes, there we go. I'm not the only one. Awesome. So here's the thing. I pay whatever it costs for a Dick's Bakery cake. I'm just, 
It's convenient and it's delicious. What's, what more reasons do I need, right? However, the cost that it took them to make it is way less than what I'm paying for it. See, because when they bought the ingredients, they had the vision of a finished cake. I bought the cake envisioning the cake. I didn't envision all the materials and ingredients that went into it, right? So a lot of times what happens is we forget that there's a process to make those things, right? We need the almonds. We need the flour. We need the eggs, the buttermilk, the cake, buttercream, cream cheese. Anybody else know the ingredients? I just ask. I'm hungry too. Anyways, but we, we don't, we don't uh, take into account all the ingredients that it takes to make it. Now, here's the thing. When you take those ingredients and you place them on the table, they don't do anything. When it's not until you start mixing those ingredients, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of vanilla, stir, 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 butter the pan, stick it in the oven, 400 degrees, 35 minutes. Bing, there it is. It's done. Pull it out of the oven. Stick it out. Let it cool because you can't eat it hot or it'll make you sick. Right? Nobody else likes cake the way I do. I'm sorry. I love to eat. (laughs) But look, there was a process to get to the final product. A lot of times we forget that God has to take the flower of our life and take that bad intention. You know what? I have to whisk that negative situation, that bad coworker. I have to whisk him into your life because I know you don't see it now. But when we get the finished product, there's going to be something really good. So he takes our world and he starts stirring it. And stirring it, and stirring it, and stirring it. And you're like, God, when are you going to stop turning my world around? God, when are you going to stop breaking the things in my life as he breaks the eggs into your mixture? And then if that wasn't enough, when you get a break and he stops turning things in your life, you're like, oh, finally, Jesus, he took your foot off me. I thought you didn't love me no more. Then he sticks you in the fire to cook even longer. And you're like, God, why does it have to be so hot? (laughs) Why are you turning up the temperature in my life? Why are things getting so uncomfortable for me? Friends that were here before are no longer here. And God is just trying to tell you, hey, I'm turning up the heat because I have a vision for your life. I intentionally made you with a purpose. And although you can't see it, you are in the oven and you're cooking. And the finished product is so much greater than where you are. But don't worry about where you are right now because you need it to be in the place I envisioned for you. See, Jesus loved you and I so much that he was intentional. Uh, The famous scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That was before me and you were even a thought because that was over 2,000 years ago. And even then, he gave the best of him at a chance to have his love or relationship with you. And it's hard to think that why would somebody who might love me offer their life in sacrifice? Let me say that again because I said it wrong. Why would I, me, Maybe if I, you know what, if I, even if I didn't choose God, he still died for me. And that's the thing about intentional relationships. They do have a cost. And the cost always outweighs whatever happens. A lot of times we get mad because of the things that happened to us in our life leading up to where we are today. And a lot of times we find ourselves or we sell ourselves short thinking that we're not worth what Jesus Christ paid on the cross. 
you know what, God, I don't, I don't see you right now. I don't understand what you did, so I'm going to just do me. God, you weren't intentional when you made me. My mom and dad, they were a one-night fling, so I don't even know why I'm here. God was intentional about having you here, and if you still have breath, you still have a purpose. Because when you close your eyes and you can't see, Jesus saw something in you that he's going to place you in to have that final product. You said amen. That was cute. Thank you, princess. Here it is. If we don't value where we are, we won't appreciate when we actually reach the vision that we had. I don't like driving, so I like flying. And I don't like driving because something always happens on a road trip, like somebody having to pee in a bottle because I don't feel like stopping. (laughs) It's just what it is. And usually what happens is if I get upset on the way to my destination, usually L.A., by the time I get to L.A., it takes me a whole day just to recover and enjoy my time there. Instead of making memories on the road and singing, I'm just trying to figure out how the fastest way I can get out the car. (laughs) Anybody else? No? Nobody else? Yes, thank you. (laughs) I'm glad you guys agree. Now, did you notice what happened? Because I didn't enjoy my travel, my destination wasn't any rewarding. A lot of times we put that same value on relationships. If I could just get with this person, it's going to be really rewarding. But we negate or we forget to appreciate our singleness. We forget to appreciate the friendships. If I could just, if I could just be friends with that guy or with that girl, everything, my life is going to just turn right around. Let me put it in, in a more Silicon Valley term. If I could just network with them via LinkedIn. Now everybody could relate, right? If I could just, if I could, if they would just know my name and I could post a picture with them, look who I'm hanging out with. They don't even know your name, bro. You just took a picture. Really? Here's the thing. People bring value to others when they're intentional about the relationship. Just because you know somebody doesn't bring, add any more value to who you are. And it's hard to think about that way because we, a lot of times we think if I just get connected, I can make it. If I just, if I just, uh, if I just take the right picture, if I look a certain way, I'll attract the right person. Or I'll have the right friends if I have the right things. If I have the convertible, if I have the motorcycle, if I have the giraffe like Alex, and I could ride off into the sunset. However, those things don't matter if we don't have the vision of where we want them to be. Now, here's the thing about valuing the vision and appreciating where we are. In order for us to see the vision, we have to take the steps to move forward to see, that, to see them come to life. Um, if you were here with us last year or if you're new, we have a word that we, we have a word every year. And the word for this year is forward. And I like the word forward because it, it's intentional in the way that it's, that it's guiding you and the direction you're headed. Right? It doesn't mean you're standing in place. It means you're headed somewhere and it's forward. But what keeps us from moving forward in relationships as friendship is usually one word, and that's doubt. Doubt is the one thing that will keep you from moving forward from where you are. It will keep you doubting whether or not this is going to work out, so I'm going to just stand in place. 
So instead of being intentional and moving forward with the vision that you saw, you, stem, you spend more time questioning whether or not it's going to work out. Doubt destroys intentional relationships. And because I already looked up Merriam-Webster, I went to my good friend Wikipedia to look up doubt. And I like what it says. It says, doubt can result in delaying or rejecting relevant action out of concerns for mistakes or missed opportunities. And if we reflect on how many times we doubted before we took that first step, then we start feeling guilty because we miss out on an opportunity. Oh my goodness, if I had just talked to her before, if I had just done it at that one time, if I had just reached out to that friend, they would be here today. I'm just speaking about me. I got friends that I wish I would have reached out sooner to tell them, hey, God loves you. Hey, there's a purpose for your life but it was too late by the time I reached out because I doubted whether or not they were gonna accept it. Here's the thing, intentional relationships don't have doubt. They have concerns, but when you take intentionality, you move forward in the vision where you want it to go. If we replace doubt with intention, we will always move forward and intentional relationships are results of individuals who overcome doubt to choose to move forward. The best relationships are made up of people that are whole in Christ first. You're like, all of that to tell me I need to be whole Christ in Christ first? Yes, that's right. See, a lot of times we wonder, hey, how can I be intentional if I've never been taught that? How can I know how to, how to, be, how to connect with somebody? How do I know that I'm taking the proper steps to get to where I need to be with this friendship, with this relationship? What, what can I do? Where do I learn these things? See, when I said that Jesus died on the cross, he was intentional. And here's the thing about intention. Intention takes planning. Intention has an end goal in mind, right? So he knew that you and I would have these questions. So he wrote this book, lovely book. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, a lot of great stories. A lot of the stuff you watch today is actually based out of the Bible. You just don't know it because I rephrase it, right? Luke, I am your father, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. God was so intentional about leaving a roadmap to where he wanted you to be that he wrote it all down for you. And here's the thing about the Bible. The more you read it, the more intentional you become about connecting with others because people gravitate towards other people. And you're like, Miss Isle, I'm shy. I don't gravitate towards people. That's a lie. I bet you if I had some coffee and I told you to come over and get it, you come get it. Or if I had some cake, you come over real quick. And if I told you I was giving away free money, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't let me finish preaching right now. Right? Now, here's the thing. When we gravitate towards others, that's great, but doubt keeps us grounded. We will never reach our destination when we are full of doubt of the things that we intentionally want to happen with others. Hey, I wish I could, I wish I could be a better friend. Be that friend. Hey, I wish people would be nicer to me. Start being nicer. But how do I learn how to be nice? Read the Bible. Great way to start. A chapter a day, Proverbs. Super easy. A lot of great wisdom. 
my mom used to give me a dollar every time we would fast, and we would fast every Sunday because we would have service in the evenings. And I say that because she paid me a dollar to memorize the scripture, right? And it was usually one verse, and it's in Spanish. So a lot of the Bible that I did learn that I memorized cost me a dollar. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The value of that dollar multiplied and paid interest and dividends. Because in the lowest of moments, I found myself quoting those same scriptures. Because, see, my mom, when she saw me with my amiguita, she didn't see me. She appreciated where I was, but she had a vision that one day I would be sharing this with you. So then she continued to invest in me. Hey, I don't know what to do with him because he's just, I don't know, tan poquito loco ese nene, right? He's a pollo loco. It's crazy, right? He's a little bit crazy. But I need you to understand that if I just instill the word in him eventually, that's going to pay out. See, the thing about intentional relationships, we want them to pay out immediately. We want to see them happen, but they take time. We talked about the cake. Cake takes time. Good relationships take time. But we give up because we want thing Amazon Prime next day. I want to have a best friend right now. <laughs> the more intentional you are over time, things will begin to develop around you that will blossom into something beautiful. Uh, I shared with you guys when I met Pastor Ceci, she was not interested in anything or anyone. I remember sharing some of the best pickup lines that I had with her, as smooth as I could be, smooth like butter. And she was like, something wrong with your throat? Like, you okay? And eventually she caught on and um, she said yes. That's why we're here, right? She said I do. And what most of you guys don't know is that Although she said I do and I said I do, and we said, hey, we're going to be together forever. Five years in, we were looking for plane tickets to go the opposite way. And I remember that as we were contemplating these things, we found ourselves saying, okay, you get the TV, I get the couch. Um, how often are you going to come visit? How is this going to work? And I remember these things, and I remember that she would she would say, hey, are you sure? And at one point, I said, I thought you were sure. And it was like, well, hold on. What are we really doing here? What's the purpose of this all? Was it because I just liked you when I saw you and you liked this guy that you put in a velvet jacket today? Like, what is it? The end result, what we, what we finally came to was our relationships with Christ had fallen apart. So when we find ourselves at our lowest, getting ready to part ways, is that we actually weren't intentional about connecting with Christ first. Because I told you the best relationships are ones that are made whole in Christ. So her and I made a decision. Before we would start working on us, we would start working with God. And the more we started investing and being intentional about meeting with God, God started meeting with us. The more God met with us, the better we got. The better we got, the more kids we had. That's just the way it works. <laughs> They're here, aren't they? Right? Duh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Right? But here's the thing about intentional relationships. If we could put up the first verse, I would greatly appreciate it. 
two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. There's a good reward for their labor, but they have to be in agreement. Now, when you're working towards something, both of you guys have to be in agreement, whether in friendships, relationships, whatever that may be. And if I could have the worship team help me out, I'd really appreciate it. The reward, the great reward that comes is when we are intentional about the work in the, in the work that we're going to do. See, her and I could have worked things out, but if we didn't have a, an intentional or the vision to see where we wanted to be in five, ten years, where we are right now, eleven, we would have never made it because we wanted to kind of do our own thing. And I want you to reflect and think about how many times did your friendship, relationships, didn't go any further than what they were because you lost vision of the greater things. Or let me, let me put it this way. How many times you gave up because you weren't intentional? And let me be clear. There are relationships that are toxic. There are relationships that are not good for you. But typically, you find out early if you have the right intentions. You are aware of those things so you don't get hurt the way you do. See, if I have an infection, if I have a cut in my arm and there's an infection, the faster I treat it, the less it spreads. The longer I let it sit in my system, the more it spreads out. So if I deal with it right away, although I'll have a scar to tell a story, the treatment is simple. The longer I let it sit, the more it spreads. So the treatment becomes more complicated. That's why they have that relationship status on Facebook or wherever, social media. It's complicated. Because you met somebody who didn't have the right intentions for you in friendships or relationships. And instead of reading all the signs, and instead of you being intentional, you stayed there. So the toxicity, I can't say that word. It just started spreading. But by the time you were aware of it, the treatment was complicated. See, we want better relationships, but the way to have better relationships is to start with us. To start by being intentional with yourself. Hey, what am I doing to be a better friend? What am I doing to be a better girlfriend, boyfriend? What am I doing to be a better Christian? What am I doing to really get to know God? Because if we are intentional, we want friends to become best friends, girlfriends or boyfriends to become fiancés and fathers and mothers. But none of that happens unless we are intentional about moving forward in the vision or the goals that we have set. Go ahead and stand with me today. There's somebody, and I said it at the, earlier in the message, there's somebody that died on the cross for you over 2,000 years ago to pay full price to have an intentional relationship with you. If you haven't met him, I want to give you the opportunity. If you have drifted away and said, hey, um, I kind of kicked him to the curb because I thought I could do it better on my own. I want to 
provide a moment there where you are to reconnect with him. For you to take the first intentional step forward to connect with him again. And if that's you, I'm going to ask every head be bowed. I'm going to ask you to just slip up your hand there where you are. So I'm going to say a prayer for all of us. I'm going to open up the altar. You can make pray there where you are if you're more comfortable, but the worship team is going to lead us in a song. And I'll be more than happy to meet you down here and pray for you and pray with you. Father God, I thank you for those that are here. I thank you for the word and the message you have instilled in us today. I thank you for being so intentional by sending your only begotten son to die on the cross for us. And I thank you, Lord, because although we may not understand where we are, you saw us, Jesus Christ, and you have you saw the vision that you have for us. And you paid that price for it to happen. You were intentional about meeting with us, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for turning us around and being intentional when you do it. Lord, there is doubt in our hearts I ask that you shower it with your love wash it away with your blood and let us be intentional about reconnecting and moving forward in you in the name of Jesus Amen We hope you were encouraged by today's message if it was a blessing to you don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.